Hello and welcome to the Crack and Banter podcast with me, Reese, and my co-host, Luke. Luke, how are you today? I have the need, the need for podcasting. Excellent, excellent. Well, I have, I have certainly got a craving for crack, um, so you know it's, <laughs> it's good that we're back doing this kind of thing. I so, think we should when we chose that name there was going to be no low effort crack jokes that is true yeah but we've made it this far i think that's reasonable you know i think i i'm allowed one i'm allowed one every one a year you have to allow me one one crack bad crack joke a a year and then we're good or yeah i was gonna say or banter themed puns but they're not really that's not low-hanging fruit that's actually quite difficult to get a good banter pun in Crack is easy. Yeah. It's very easy to do crack-related jokes. Yeah, the, those crack jokes are very morsh. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, see, I always yeah. find I always find crack to be the butt of the joke. Nice. Well, you see, the problem is with banter puns, you're going into like bad early two thousand and tens chat. You know, the Archbishop of Banterbury. Yeah, true. Oh, that's bad. That made me cringe actually when you said that. <laughs> oh no, that, fair enough. Sense. I think. I think maybe we should restrict ourselves to one a year then. I, now that you say that, that's... Tries uh, for the guys. Yeah, that's that's more than enough. I think I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, we are, we're back. Um, did you have a nice Halloween look? Uh, I, I was working on Halloween. Uh, well, actually, I wasn't working last night. But I, I don't know if you found this. <clears throat> Yesterday did not feel like Halloween. Wait, no, sorry, wait. What the, no, sorry, two days ago. Two days Yesterday ago. wasn't Halloween, so... Yeah, I, I'm still stuck on the 1st of November. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a sticky date. I think November's sticky months. You get stuck in November for ages. Same way you get you stuck do. in uh, January and February for ages. Mm-hmm. I would actually argue it's not in a bad way. I think you get stuck in June for ages. Yeah, I think so as well. June definitely lasts, but June is... You a don't mind one. you don't mind the ride, yeah, sitting in June for a while. It's sort of a, a long, a long month, but it feels like the it feels like um I think because June, especially when you're in school more so, but it, it feels like the end of a sort of not not the end of the year, but the end of the season in a sense, you know. So it's like it's stretch night those those last few hours of sun uh of sunlight and kind of thing, uh in June when it's starting to get brighter and you kind of you can do more through the days. It's actually like you're doing more that makes the the month last longer compared to these winter months. I oh, I'm not a fan of. I was gonna say that like Halloween. I know we talked a little bit in the last episode about like maybe we're not the biggest Halloween fans. We kind of dissed it a little bit uh, <laughs> after we recorded. I was like, man, kind of laid into Halloween a little bit. But um, I think Halloween's fine. I just it's just not my favorite thing. But compared to what we are now in the month of November, God, Halloween's so much better. I really i i have a real disdain for uh for november it is it's my rival in the calendar year november is is my least favorite i think it's just you do you really get stuck in it like you're saying and it it, it's too long and way too unnecessary i don't think there's any it's like i don't know there's no there's no saving grace and you're you're excited for christmas as well you want christmas to come sooner and i know like I don't want I don't want Christmas to be too early. You need a bit of a break. I don't want to start celebrating too soon or anything. But it's just it's that like it just lasts too long. I think November. Yeah. I I think the whole calendar could be rejigged and sort of November could be shortened to like two weeks, and that would yeah. be enough. 
I'll, I'll actually offer an unpopular opinion. Well, I've got two unpopular opinions on the calendar. The first leads into the second. It's not my least favourite month, but over the past few years, I've developed a real animosity for March. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think March gets away with it for because it's so forgettable. It gets away with being a, a crappy month because you don't really think March is nothing, you know? So yeah. you kind of it gets very disregarded but it, it, yeah it is a crappy one you're right yeah i'll tell you yeah and i'll go further on that it gets this reputation as being the start of spring and the nice weather returns you're expecting that every march you get the excitement the first day we're through winter you go through march and you realize no no we are march <laughs> is freezing the yeah. leaves don't come back it rains constantly it sometimes snows so yes, this is my second unpopular opinion. I want to shift the seasons. I know there's astronomical reasons why <laughs> the seasons are what they are, but I want to recategorize them as to what they actually feel like. Right. We'll start off with spring. Spring mm. is no longer starts in March. It starts in April. April's the first actual month of spring. Everyone knows deep down in their hearts this is true. So the first three yeah. months of spring are now going to be April, May, and June. June is great. Mm. But it, it's not it's not as warm as July and August, I don't think. I, yeah, I think that's fair. Like June, because then if you do it April to June, then you actually have across the season of spring, you actually see the full development of what spring is meant to be. You see everything, you know, mostly dead at the start of, of the season start to come back to life. And then you end end of June when everything is fully revitalized and lovely and bright. And, and it actually, the whole ethos of spring being about uh rejuvenation and everything coming back it actually ends then at the at the peak of that that makes a lot of sense to me yeah yeah and uncontroversial yes july and august stays summer this might be the most controversial bit but i think i can justify it september becomes the third summer month september mm-hmm. gets a bad rap purely because it's the end of summer and people start school and work again after their holidays September, if it didn't have that, people would love that month. Yeah, the days are still rel- relatively long. The weather yeah, is and, actually surprisingly nice. Yeah, and we live in we live in the modern day. You know, more and more people now enjoy their work. We're past the time of you know you leave school, you go to a job, you hate, it and blah 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 blah. It's a it's a generation of dreamers. Look, and I think more and more people, you know, that September starts back. Oh, over the summer or you've already been working over the summer that is the was the generation of dreamers who also have to work twice as hard to make any money so a lot of people that you're working through the summer anyway so you make that you soften that shift into september it might actually benefit you in a lot of ways you're kind of coming back and yeah it's like a it's a nice reminder that it's not it's not too fresh to start when it's like it's september and the summer's over that's that's a heavy blow if you're starting back to something that you don't want to do it's nice to be like, well, you're going back to work, but it's still the summer. It's still nice, nice and warm. It's still a long day, blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of, it's nice. It softens that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll present, these are the two most awkward changes. Um, all of them are shortened to two months. That's yeah. simply because I believe there only are actually two autumn months and they're no- October and November. They're the only autumn months. The only months autumn stuff actually happens. Yeah. And, People will be going, that's not true. If you think about it for a few minutes, you'll realize it is, in fact, completely true. <laughs> yeah. And this is the worst change, I will admit, but I think it's 
it's accurate. We know how a four-month winter. That's a hard yeah. sell. I appreciate it. <laughs> but December, January, February, and March is winter. And I know that's ridiculous, but they are all winter months. They are yeah, dead, they're dark, and they're cold and wet. Yeah, you, it's it's hard to argue with that. Like it's um see what I would do is I would just well actually mine is complete completely different and mine is kind of worse. I like yours, but see my idea I I would redo the whole calendar mostly just to trim the fat. I think you could take so many days out of the calendar and I know then the big issue you run into with that is that then you've not got enough days to make the the whole uh, trip around the sun, the 365. Um, you've you've now got not enough days, and then the seasons will be all out of whack, and the weather's going to be different because it's going to end up like you do, you know, three quarters of a year. So then the next year everything's shifted. However, I think that's okay because then you've just got month, you've just got seasons on rotation instead. So some years, you know, already in our on our planet, people, you know our winter is Australia's summer like that already happens just here so like I think a lot of people would think the big one is like well your summer holidays aren't going to be warm all the time and your uh, Christmas isn't always going to be in in the snow but it's never snowy at Christmas anyway it's never ever snowy at Christmas it's mostly it's generally it's just a bit miserable and dark so I think it there's something interesting about rotating that and then some years you'd have a summer Christmas uh some years you'd have a an autumn Christmas whatever like it would just depend and then you've got a little bit of like spice spice a little bit of spice in your life you know uh it would just it would very much it would mess with the uh the the pre-established um cultures around these things where like suddenly it becomes a little bit harder to be like cozy at christmas if it's 32 degrees outside i think the idea of changing the length of the year is kind of insane but i don't necessarily object to have again to have some holidays at a different time of the year for change. I think a summer Christmas would be quite the novelty. Although to be fair, I feel like the well, I suppose if you're saying this, if Christmas ended up smack bag in the middle of summer, you would be getting your summer holidays in the middle of winter. So at least you would um, you would get a decent bit of time off to try and just get through the horrible part of the year instead of having to go into work so i can see the appeal of that i was going to say the the big thing about having christmas when it is is it helps you get through some bad months but <laughs> yeah if you were just taking those months off anyway might not be yeah, awful you would have the the bad years would be the ones where you're like your summer is in the spring and your christmas is in the autumn like those ones where then That's horrific. your your middle of the year is uh like December to February is just like, that becomes your like um your sort of March April June of, of our normal year is now like December January February that would be bad that would be that the is, that's what you don't want because that, that sucks <laughs> I honestly I think that the, the possibility of that happening torpedoes the whole idea <laughs> I can't stomach that that's that's enough to sort of think maybe not but you see Again, the idea around all of this would be that it's trimming the fat of the calendar, so there would never be as long a wait between eventful things. Do you know what I mean? So, like, uh, it would never be that long. And I think also within this, it, the, the whole thing would get redone. So I, I'd be throwing in new holidays and extra holidays as well into this. Th 
things to make the year more exciting because there are like there are months where something needs to happen that that march to june or february to to march whatever all of that like that can all be all all needs something you know valentine's day is not enough in there because that's just a that's only a happy day for some people and for other people it, it makes that whole season even worse <laughs> so you gotta i i think there's things can be done to to make the year better but you know we've got a decent system as is um but i think look this is something we can we can work on and whenever we inevitably become rulers of everything the world i guess we then we can change this I, so, no, I just want March to get its come up and I, I think it's, <laughs> on, it's skating on such thin ice. Yeah. It, it is truly the Emperor's new clothes of months. It really is. <laughs> it really yeah. annoys me. I, I, I just don't get my... I, I enjoy the one day of thinking we're out of winter when we're not. And uh, But yeah, apart from that, I'm not getting my hopes up for March this year. I will yeah. say... If you get that unexpected day in the like near the end of March, which you sometimes get like every few years, we just get like a two or three spell day spelled incredible weather. That is like some of the best weather you get all year. Like yeah, 16, 17 degrees near the end of March. You get that, that is amazing, I will admit. True. But like that's once every few years. Yeah. And it happened last year, so we're not getting it. No, no way. I, I also I wanna I wanna bet against my brother that it would snow in April one year and he's like, There's no way that's gonna happen and I and it did and I won a tenner off him. So, mm. you know, those those just freak little bits, you only get that like March, April kind of time when it's like, Oh, there's three days of really, really warm weather and then a couple of weeks later it's like, Oh, it snowed for no reason. I'll I'll give you I'll give April a pass for having the occasional snow day. I think April is such a solid work horse of the calendar that if mm. it trips up um, once in a ever once in a while, you can forgive it. You know, it really yeah. is the the engine of the midfield of the year, like mm. Casemiro or Engolo Kante, or you know, <laughs> one one of those. Like your team's got to have one of them. March Thank is you. That well, my my birthday's in April, so I appreciate that. Yeah, March is that useless winger who like. <laughs> He thinks good because he does all the tricks, and then you realize he finishes each season with like two goals and one assist. No, but March, not... March doesn't even have tricks though. March isn't March That's is true. like March well, is has, the, the March is the winger who just who just keeps his head down enough whenever the coach is screaming at everyone for playing so bad. He just doesn't say anything, so you forget he's there, and then somehow he still gets signed every year. And you're he's like, the left. He ne- yeah. He's never doing it bad, but you're like, wait a second. He's not doing anything, and he's actually he he doesn't even know what football is. <laughs> he's he's the left footer he gets into the team because he's left footer. Yeah, yeah. He's the that's coach's literally. son. That's that's what March is. You, you ever uh, seen? You ever seen one of those like pictures? It's like um, boots arranged in like a football formation, and you can like almost immediately tell the player, I guess this is Sunday league level, you can almost immediately tell them what type of player they are by the type of boots they wear. So like just playing black boots. Um with yeah, just playing black boots, that's the captain. Solid seven out of ten player every week. The yeah. bright yellow boots at Sunday league level. Absolutely terrible winger who thinks he's class. <laughs> yeah. Oh excellent. Um but anyway, this has been our 
our review of the calendar, I guess. Who'd have thought that's where this was going? I um, actually need to get that off my chest. I, I know, I'm glad it came up. <laughs> it's this time It's this time of the year, every year I get to November and I'm like, ugh, here we go again. Um, but anyway, this all started from us talking about Halloween, so you didn't do anything for Halloween then? You were no, working I, was, or you weren't working? I, I was working on Saturday, I think Saturday. Um, maybe people disagree with this. I think Saturday ended up being the main Halloween day this year. Mm, I think so. It was, yeah, it definitely seems to have been a weird one this year. Like from what I've seen, I think that's you were saying it didn't feel particularly Halloween y this year. I don't think yeah. so either. It's sort of even just like, and obviously I know uh, the world exists beyond social media, but even social media wise, it's like I wasn't seeing anything that was like, even people dress up and stuff. It was, it, it was the odd thing here and there. And I saw a couple of stories and a couple of posts, but there was no. There was no like big celebrity costumes that were amazing. There was oh. no like major events I saw people at or anything like that. It seemed a little bit like everyone was just kind of everyone kind of went, "Oh yeah, it's Halloween," <laughs> you know. You, you, you didn't see Heidi Klum's worm costume then? No. Uh, everyone who's listening to this, do yourself a favor. You haven't seen? Just Google Heidi Heidi Klum worm costume. I'm looking it up now. So good. <laughs> yeah. Sort of while you're doing that, yeah, I'll just mention. I think it's. Sort of maybe we covered this a little bit maybe the last episode. I think it's like people sort of over pushing, over enthusiasm. I don't want to criticize people for getting into Halloween because people enjoy Halloween. I think that's great. But like, I think people have felt Halloween's been pushed onto them a bit the past few years. I think people at the start of October tried to turn Halloween into the, like this month long thing like Christmas is. And yeah. there's just not enough mileage in Halloween to sustain that. I think. By the time Halloween actually rocked up, people were sort of done with it and couldn't really um, yeah. get themselves like in the mood for it. Sorry, I've just looked at that worm costume. That is horrifying and absolutely incredible. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, if you're if you're not looking at that right now, just just look it up while we're talking about it, because that is hilarious. That oh that's it's what I so like good. though. That's what I like about uh especially see like that's what I want to see if I follow celebrities. At Halloween, like I want to see them spend ridiculous amounts on an incredible costume and really put the work in, you know, because it's like you're you're gonna be you're gonna be spending a lot of money on your Halloween party anyway to go out if you're a celebrity. So like, do something amazing, you know, give us a show. I, it annoys me when it's like you see celebrities and they're kind of wearing the same costumes that you see like your friends wear. <laughs> I yeah. don't want that but it's, it's like the same costume but it's a like designer brand but it's still kind of crappy i like that you should be dressed as a worm who'd have thought but that is really good it, it's very like um sort of early 2000s doctor who oh yeah yeah i thought they absorb a lot of it yeah definitely that's what comes to mind absolutely um yeah. do, you know, do you know what that that's actually like the doctor Schmertz, uh, if i if i had two nickels meme I, I was talking about the absorbable off the other week. I think no, that's the only reason I mentioned it. But the fact yeah. the absorbable off, um, there probably I, I don't know. There's there's probably a split between people listening to this now who are going, I what on earth is the absorbable off? And the other sex, I'm not going to call it half. It's definitely probably like ninety percent people who don't know, ten percent people who do know. The other ten percent are like, I don't think I could forget what the absorbable off is for as long as I live. Yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely is that is it that's the only two people only have two moods <laughs> it's that 
it's those who know and those who don't know the absorbable of oh if you don't know i mean the people who don't know this is this conversation is insane they're gonna think they're having some kind of mental breakdown <laughs> we're talking yeah. they're like were they talking about people dressed as worms and then did they start saying absorbable awful lot or am i going insane <laughs> yes we did say absorbable awful lot um yeah that's that's a good costume though uh what were you saying before that i was gonna say something in reference to um something about people halloween not feeling halloweeny i can't remember I think I was I was just saying how I felt it been like over pushed and people tried to turn it into like a whole. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say yes, and I think the perfect indication of that is that see when it turns like first of December or whenever it is where you like switch into Christmas mode, maybe different for different people, right? But when it switches to that that day, first of December, and you hear those first couple of uh, piano keys of (laughs) all I want for Christmas, yeah, and you're like. Oh my God! Yes, compared to when it comes turns to the Halloween season and you hear and you're like, no, that that to me is the key indication of like why Halloween doesn't work as a month long holiday compared to Christmas because Christmas has like a magic to it and Halloween has like a a curse to it. <laughs> That's the difference. I agree with on ninety percent of what you just said, but I'm not gonna like say it then the Adams family slander. Oh no, it's it's a bop and a slap. That much is true. But when, when every time I hear it, all I could think in my head is, oh God, I'm gonna hear this constantly for the next couple of weeks, which means when it comes on on like the first of October, I'm like, why why are you playing this now? We've got a whole month before it's Halloween. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, like, actually, that's more what I mean of the song itself. Obviously, amazing. Yeah, do you know the one piece of Halloween media I always listen to throughout the year? I mm. I love um, somebody's watching me by. Oh yeah, is it Rock Cold or something? It's a weird name. I I I listen to it so much. You should obviously know the name, but it's like you know he did one song and it was that. <laughs> yeah, but I love that song. It is. It is great. So why do I always feel? Like I'm in the twilight zone. <laughs> Michael oh. Jackson does some of is uncredited, but he does some of the vocals in that. Um, yeah, song. I know because it, it's very obviously Michael Jackson. Once you know that, but it is you you check the credits and it's like, oh no, it mustn't be, but it is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good wee trivia piece. Um, yeah, that's part of the reason it was so successful, though. Like, um, I mean, it's not a massively known track now. I mean, well, it's not unknown, but like that was part of the reason it was so successful because it had Michael Jackson. That was it came out during the period where everything Michael Jackson was involved with just like turned gold. Mm-hmm. Thriller. Thriller. Yeah, I was, no, I was just I was just I was just thinking like I mentioned Michael Jackson Halloween hadn't mentioned thriller. Just saying thriller. That's like a whole thing. You gotta just let people know so people don't tell yes and also thriller exists. That's another example. Yeah, no, not uh, really. You don't get much thriller anymore. It's dropped off, and I have no idea why. Not dropped off as in it's gotten worse. It's the same song, but like, yeah, thriller used to be the big Halloween song. I don't feel like you hear it very much around Halloween. I don't. No, I don't that's think true. At all. No. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking this as well. I don't know if it's like, obviously Halloween has always been like mainly for kids with like trick or treating and stuff, but I feel like. It's something, I don't know, something now, it feels 
and it's maybe just it's maybe just like a spoiled for choiceness. I feel like you're people are far more aware and aware at a much younger age of like what their favorites are, if this makes sense, right? Where it's like you you don't just put on the radio and they don't play Halloween songs. They play like songs that are popular, right? Or you put like a music channel on TV or whatever. Not that a lot of people do that anymore. But all of this kind of stuff, you can just play a Spotify playlist. And that means at Halloween, you put on like, you're probably going to put on the Halloween kids party song because the odds are if you're playing that song, it's for like a Halloween party or something where there's going to be kids at it or whatever. And then I feel like that's how these things die out. I don't know, but it's something. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe because you're spoiled for choice now or maybe it's because of like, uh, it's very easy to access your favorite thing so why would you like sit through everyone for the 15th time in a in a row i don't know everyone had that cd though that like all the halloween songs on and the one always remembers werewolves of london oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely it's a great one yeah i mean they're they're all good but it's just like i don't know why for some reason the halloween popular songs i'm like ugh, compared to the christmas ones that's exactly the same like they're overplayed every year but it's just it's whatever it is about christmas that gets me you know and i love listening to that crap every year i i i just feel like christmas is just better like i'm going to find justification for it or some reason about the music being inherent well the music is better but like i don't think you really there's any more grand reason for it than christmas is simply goated amongst the yeah, holidays. it's christmas is the it's trump card really isn't it yeah for for holidays yeah I, yeah anytime you ask someone their favorite holiday and they say anything other than christmas i'm like really i don't i don't really believe them you know <laughs> christmas is like, just that, like to me all an end all like genuinely every part that you like about a different halloween's actually the only one i would get i don't think it's better it's the only one i'd get because i think it's one of the few holidays that genuinely brings something different to the table than Christmas with mm. the fancy dress and the sort of scary stuff. Every yeah. other holiday kind of is just like one element that makes Christmas good, but Christmas then has all the other stuff. Like St. Patrick's Day is drinking. Sorry, I know it's more important culturally <laughs> than drinking, but let's face it, that's the main thing nowadays. Yeah. Christmas is drinking. Uh, Easter is chocolate. Christmas is chocolate. Harvest Easter festival. is also Jesus. Christmas is also Jesus. Yeah. Harvest Festival, Thanksgiving, if you're into all that stuff, is food. Christmas is foods and all the Not other better. stuff. Uh, and then I know it's kind of gauche to say it, but like, let's face it, the presents are pretty great. And yeah. I think presents also feels pretty good. Not good on the wallet, but the, the inside feeling when you know you've absolutely nailed the gift and you get a oh that is good, that is a good yeah gift. it's great and you get like given a good present you get the double payoff for it as well because as soon as you see it or you have the idea for it it's like oh yes that's so good but then you get the payoff again whenever they get to open it and and then you know you've done well and they really like it it's like yes and then you actually you kind of get a triple payoff because then if it's like something they then use or wear or whatever and you see them using it later in the year at some point it's like oh my god i got you that and it's just it is a nice feeling actually uh, I, i'm just thinking about it. it even does the things better like i'm thinking st patrick's day drinking is good christmas drinking is honestly different level christmas mm-hmm. drinking is complete 
Like, you can't overdo it. Well, you still overdo it. You're not supposed to, but you still overdo it. Yeah. Drink responsibly, by the way, guys, and don't drink if you're under 18. Just go get Obviously. out. <laughs> uh, but Christmas drinking is so good. Like, it doesn't yeah. even matter what you're drinking. Like, beer, great. Uh, the mulled wine, great. The Prosecco champagne, all fantastic. The, the cheap two-pound cider that's been used to glaze the turkey, uh, and you get the rest <laughs> of it. Honestly, one of the best things I drink all year. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, dr- yeah. wouldn't touch the stuff any other part of the year. Christmas Eve, when that gets handed over to me, unreal do you know what it is do you, know what it is? Uh, you can simplify all this down into there's no other holiday Not that, that you can down. that you can just do something because it's that holiday no one ever says oh sure it's easter you know and that's your only reason to do something or because it's halloween but christmas is like you want to have chocolate for breakfast sure it's christmas you want to start drinking at 11 a.m oh sure it's christmas this is your 16th uh, portion of dinner yeah it's Christmas why not you know you don't do that for any other holiday so I feel like that is that's the simplest way to boil it down anything you want to do at Christmas within you know the realms of morality you can do just because it's Christmas and you just honestly, that. honestly if you lived your life for the whole year like you do in the crimbo limbo <laughs> you know what that is yeah yeah yeah. yeah if you lived your life for the rest of the year like you did during the crumbo limbo people would stage multiple interventions it's quite frankly debauched yeah it's 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 uh sort of it's trench warfare disguised with tinsel like is you just you're just living the heart just fighting against your body to force it to enjoy itself like it really is any other time of the year you'd be like i cannot do this but it's just amazing amazing how much uh physical ability just unbridled joy can give you you know it's yeah. like i'm just ha- i'm feeling so happy and good about life that i could never ever any other time of the year eat this amount but right now i i can i believe in myself and yeah. i can sit here and eat all the rest of this turkey and who's yeah. gonna stop me no one no one is <laughs> least of all myself it's half five on like the 28th of December and you're just sitting in your kitchen staring at an unopened room temperature can of Stella Artois that's not going to go into a glass. That thing actually is just growing eyes and staring back at you. And you're just and looking at it. it any other part of the year. You'd be like, I'm not drinking that. It's Tuesday. You're just yeah. like that. I am going to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything about this is disgusting, and yet it's like I'm you, you, you have such rose-tinted glasses over Christmas. Like, seriously. It I'm is getting for it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, we've got, a, we've got a few weeks left yet, so we, we, shouldn't, um, we shouldn't get ourselves too excited. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk Sorry, I've got too distracted. Look, we we've just broken down the entire year into its parts and really dived deep there. That is not even what we were meant to be talking about today. It was just our us chatting about what we did this week. Yeah, which I actually realize how much we hate most of the year. I just realized talking about that we don't really do holidays as a thing in the UK. 
we've got like yeah. you know, we've got time off but like in terms of actual celebrating holidays we've got genuine we've genuinely got like three yeah <laughs> yeah <There's only> like <laughs> one, at least one saint's day a month yeah Oh, I, I just want random days off through the when you get well, that's, yeah, day that's off. better. <laughs> Love a day a off, reason a reason a bank holiday. Mm-hmm. I don't know you can't, you can't get the you can't get the spirits raised for a bank holiday, it's really just a recovery day for like <laughs> yeah. working hard. But like, an actual holiday just in the middle of the of like, I don't know, April, you'd be like, all right, boys, let's do this. Mm, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah oh see see it does it just it needs to be it needs to be redone with from the approach of, of fun and whimsy you know that's yeah. that's what it needs if, the, um, if St. Patrick's Day was just a normal bank holiday it wasn't St. Patrick's Day nobody would do anything for it no exactly that's all that's all that's missing but anyway uh we've actually we've been back a few weeks now and like uh, we've not talked about movies really uh, at all very much or like TV shows or anything like that. We've done quite a few episodes recently that have been like more more different things. And I like that. I like that we've kind of uh, just started talking rubbish about whatever, like the start of this episode has been. Um, yeah. But we, uh, we, we want to get back to some kind of um, some kind of structure in terms of what we, we do like talking about because I like talking about movies and I feel like sometimes sometimes we have interesting thoughts about them. Um, so we're going to do a bit of a sort of an extended have you seen this uh, this week and just talk about anything that we've been watching recently. Um, the first kind of big one that I, I think we've both seen, look, have you seen She-Hulk? Uh, yes, I have seen She-Hulk. You actually, I was leading you in these stacks for like the first eight weeks of its release. Yeah. And then... <laughs> rocketed forward from zero episodes watched all <laughs> nine watched in like two days yeah i, was, I, I thought I, I, was literally gonna, do that. I thought i was going to beat you to watch an mcu show for once but it's still I, I still have to defer to your excellence on that i think we're probably you're probably winning six to nothing on that uh no you watched werewolf by night before me and i've still not actually not, seen it i was meant to watch it werewolf by- oh um, you haven't oh <laughs> No, I, I must admit, must have been typo. I said I was going to watch it. Ah, got you, got you. No, I haven't seen it yet either. To be fair, so I mean, if you get that one done soon, then you will beat me. Um, but you did start it before me, so you know credit where it's due. Uh, yeah, She Hulk. I, I like this a lot. You know, um, I, it was a nice, again, a nice kind of different one, but a different. I like all those shows that are coming out that feel different in. Their own ways, do you know what I mean? And actually, like different, um, almost different concept-wise, as well as just like a different style of how they're made. Uh, kind of, uh, yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I think the characters are all really, really good. That's probably the highlight for me is the the characters. Lots of like new people introduced and stuff, uh, and I think everyone gets along very well. Um, I like, I just I like the layout of it. It feels like a a really different show. What what do you kind of think of it? Yeah, well, first thing I'd like to say is um, I think this is something I've consistently praised um, Disney Plus, especially their MCU shows, uh, and, and to the, a slightly lesser extent, their Star Wars shows. The episodes are the lengths they need to be. I have yeah. 
you can maybe you can make an argument the series as a whole can be stretched like um i think that was something people i i liked talking in the winter soldier but i think it was something people said about it is it felt like a movie stretched into six parts yeah. um but like individually when you look at episodes the story they want to tell um, and and this is something i think with streaming that not enough of the the studios have taken advantage of that you don't have to stick to the traditional network TV format of 45 minutes and um, plus 15 minutes for commercial goods. So I'm using American terms here just because they're American providers. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about UK TV shows, I would say programs and channels and <laughs> advertisements, but just because we're talking about American streaming. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Keeping yourself uh, right. I just didn't want people to think that I have abandoned my native parlance. Yes. Uh, parlance, even. Anyway, yes. So. <laughs> She-Hulk was especially good for this. Now, I, I appreciate part of this was because they were doing sitcom format and sitcom episodes are 21 minutes usually, but they never stretched an episode. I felt uh, each episode felt like the right length. You know, there was no arbitrary reason why they would have been 45 minutes. Um, mm. You know, they, they had variation. It, I, I just think that Disney seem to be on those few platforms they're actually taking advantage of that i don't get why more aren't doing it i think it improves the pacing of the shows so much um and i'm a big advocate actually for more like this is a this is a comedy but i don't wouldn't call it a traditional comedy necessarily because it's mm-hmm. still a linear narrative um where you're following a story episode to episode um I, I've been a big advocate for uh, non-comedy programs. Um, if it suits having half hour, 20 to half hour long episodes instead of doing an hour, because I think the shorter time frame can allow you to sort of go for a more brisk pace, you know, something yeah. with impact and punch. I think especially for superheroes, it gives the feel of more of like a comic book style. You know, yeah. Where it's short, and it's purely plot driven, and there's no filler. And yeah, definitely. I actually, that was something else. I felt like it sounds weird to say for a comedy show. I thought there was very little filler. Actually, I felt pretty much everything either served the purposes of comedy or moving the plot along. So I thought, yeah, in terms of keeping a written, well written narrative structure, it was very good at that. Yeah, so I, that I think. <laughs> that was quite a lot of words don't actually say very much but I just wanted to explain the thought process yeah. behind it. I think no I think that makes sense and like for me actually I could have I could have done with even more filler I think you're right I think there's like absolutely none um and I think to be fair I see why they don't do this and it, it could be one of those things that if they did do it I would actually end up hating it but um I I like and I think I said this before I like the idea of having these superhero shows or these shows set within the mcu but that go very against uh the superhero kind of genre and that that action style which i know this does very much do with like the sitcom style but i could have seen it go even more sitcom you know and like uh, i loved all this stuff where you know she's she is dealing with superheroes every day but I think the funniest thing is seeing them all in these very normal situations. I find that really, really funny and quite interesting to watch uh, as a show and like a, as a concept. Um, so I, 
I don't like. Not I don't like because again it, it it pays off and it works really well. But the idea that when a superhero is introduced, it's sort of like there's an inevitability that at some point that's going to be an action scene. Like these two are going to fight at some point, kind of thing, you know. Um, and I know this show does a lot to like work against the the cliches of the genre. So it's uh, that definitely that is to its testament. But I could just I could see that happening even more. And I think maybe this show is like setting the precedent for that to become a thing um and to like to work against genre cliches but not necessarily like hang a massive lantern on it if that makes sense as well and not be like nod and wink to the camera look how cool and different we are kind of thing yeah. you know um admittedly this is a show that breaks the fourth wall so she can nod and wink to the camera but uh yeah if you know what i mean and not like not in the Deadpool way of being like, this isn't your average superhero movie, you know, as much as I love Deadpool, but to to just be, to actually not be your average superhero movie without saying it, <laughs> you know, uh, I like that. I like that about this show. And I think I could see even more of that. I think it would be even better if it was like, yeah, this episode is just going to be a full, full normal sitcom episode. Nothing like there's going to be superheroes in it, but nothing superhero MCU action movie is going to happen in this episode. Like I would, I would love that and just see more funny conversations between the characters. There's moments of this that feel very uh, like a new girl episode. And I really love new girl. So like, yeah, I just, I, I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah. I think the humor tended to work better when the when the character she was bouncing off of it, she, she, I mean, she Hulk and Jennifer Walters um, are constantly amusing and charismatic in every scene. Mm. I think sometimes the comedy suffered when the person, the character they were bouncing off wasn't a good match. You know, yeah. um, I, I was, I think I might have been drunk when I watched I think I'm glad mm. I was drunk when I watched the first episode because I thought the diet, going, thinking about it, I think some of the dialogue between her and Bruce was genuinely painful. I think it probably... Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it turned some people off, but I think the first episode might honestly have been the worst in the series. Well, yeah, the, I watched the first episode and then it took me two weeks to come back to it. And then, I, as you say, we're saying I watched the rest of the season in two days. But after I watched the first episode, I was, I find it, yeah, I find it really jarring. Like her and Bruce's dynamic, I just thought was really weird. And sort of, they didn't feel like, I mean, I guess they felt like cousins but like distant cousins, I think the idea is meant to be that they're incredibly close, but it felt more like sort of a random cousin you've met twice and you've like somehow been thrown into this really awkward, uh, not conversation, this really awkward situation with them <laughs> rather than like, oh, these two are really close family members, you know? Uh, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't know why that is, but yeah, I find I that definitely the hardest to watch compared to anything else because I think most of the rest of the show is, is, doesn't suffer from that at all. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna be brutally honest here. I don't think Hulk slash Bruce Banner has really worked all that well since Thor Ragnarok in the stuff he's been in. I think yeah. it's Besser Hulk. I don't know. I you know, it, it's kind of harsh. I mean, I know we're talking about a fictional character here, so I don't I won't get too weird about it. <laughs> it feels kind of harsh, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if part of the appeal of the Hulk and Bruce Banner character is that he's always in turmoil. Yeah. Maybe just not as interesting a character when 
he's actually at peace with himself and it's fine. I think that is, yeah, I think that, but that's kind of true for everyone. It's like, you don't, you don't read the, the story about the hero who has already saved the world. Like that's not, you don't, you don't open a book and chapter one is after Frodo destroyed the ring. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not where Lord of the Rings takes place. You see that character struggle. That's what, that's what heroes are. Like, that's what people want to see. You don't want to be like, and we start off, the world is saved. This hero is in a really good place with themselves. Like, that's more, that's more like video game uh, action hero than someone you want to watch in a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like that, uh, when you're playing a video game and like, do you know the sort of classic video game trope where you, uh, the main character, you don't say anything like the whole game because you don't have, uh just some games are laid out like this where like you don't have an option to interact with people so like gta is like this where you don't really say anything because your character is like you playing effectively um but like that kind of thing is more video gamey than a movie so it's weird to join a movie or any kind of story like that where the hero doesn't have any this anything to struggle with especially when it's then like the hulk who now he just has the best of both worlds he's not only one of the smartest men in the universe but he also is one of the strongest beings in the universe it's like okay so what where is where is there anything fun in this character now he could just do everything i guess yeah. i don't think that's kind of a, a massive appeal well super, at the end of the day it's superman versus batman mm. because um no this is this is reductive because superman is obviously become a much more multifaceted character with his own struggles and whatever. But if you go back to like when they were originally sort of written, well, well not actually that far back, more like the 60s actually, 30 years after both of them had first started, <laughs> people found Batman more interesting than Superman because Batman had issues. You know, he was darker. He wasn't guaranteed to win, although he pretty much always did win, just like every other superhero. Whereas Superman basically, you know, he was unbeatable. Like, yeah. He could be temporarily slowed down by a green rock, but ultimately Superman is Superman. He was going to, there was none of his villains could really hold a candle to him. I, yeah. I think it's ultimately that, isn't it? You know, we find, as, as consumers of media, we find stories we can relate to much more interesting and inherently everyone has some sort of turmoil or problems in their life. So yeah, don't exactly. really find people who don't have problems that interesting. No, exactly. That's the truth of it really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, which I think brings us back to uh, Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk, who uh, definitely goes through a fair share of problems in this show. Uh, but it it is very, like, it is very sitcommy, and I really love the character. It's got really like um, fun similarities to, like I said, I think New Girl definitely comes to mind as a more kind of recent um, recent show in that kind of genre. But I think there's also like kind of uh, there's a bit of like Sex in the City kind of vibes in it as well, and all these kind of shows. And then obviously you've got like a little bit of the the courtroom drama type of stuff as well. I don't think that's it doesn't lean too heavily into that, I don't think, but it's definitely there. Um, and I think, yeah, I find that really interesting. Again, just for something different. I know we always come back to this, but especially when we talk about the MCU, it's like any any time they give us something different, the reaction to it is always so positive. And it then I'm, I wonder why they 
continue to give us like lackluster similar stuff you know same old same old all the time um but at least at least what we get is very good and again it seems to be much more so in the disney plus shows and specials that we get that than with like the theatrical releases which i think is a shame because a lot more there's a lot more riding on the theatrical releases in terms of like the direction of the mcu or whatever so i think that's a shame but also you know not like a gift horse in the mouth i think this is a great show so we'll we'll take what we can get uh, to be honest you see this is just more point overall about the mcu currently if the whole thing was catered purely to my interests let's let's imagine that for a moment the whole <laughs> yeah. thing was catered purely to my interest is they weren't beholden to any shareholders or making profit or making money or anything like that all they had to worry about was me yeah see three three to four tv series a year um no movies i would honestly i think that's i would enjoy the mcu so much more i think it's currently the movies that are dragging the whole thing down i that's uh i don't even think that's a particularly unpopular opinion at the moment i think the best stuff they've done since post the Infinity Saga has been TV series. I think you'd find very little dispute for that. Yeah, definitely. I I would agree with that absolutely. And it's, I yeah, I I feel like somewhere along the line, someone has gotten the idea that they can't take their foot off the pedal for some reason. And I don't think that's true at all. It's like, I that no one. I don't think anyone would mind, you know two months where we didn't have an mcu project do you know what i mean but now it's it's every week we have something you know a show or a movie or a special to watch there's two or three things out at once sometimes and we've got and you know things are announced and released while other things are still going even if you had even if you laid it out so while a show was coming out nothing else was coming out and when the show ended then you got an announcement or a trailer for the next thing right and then you've got a a month or so and then another thing comes out and that's a movie and then when that's uh when that's done then you've got another trailer for the next thing blah 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 and you have it laid out like that i don't know why they don't give themselves more time and and i don't know a little bit of of an ability to to move around and change things and actually work on things and make them really good um because i i don't i don't know anyone who's like yeah i need more like even the people who love the mcu and love all marvel projects i think they are struggling to get through all of this stuff i certainly am it's just it's a lot and i don't think it needs to be especially when then if like me i feel like i do want to see all of it because a lot of it looks very good and you know i obviously have a big interest in this stuff so then when you feel like you have to watch all of it then you feel like it's a waste when you watch something and it's not that good. And it's like, well, I could have just not seen that. It was kind of crap. But then if it had have just, but you didn't even want to see it that much in the first place because you're already watching so many things. It's like, I would have happily not seen this for six months and it have been better than see it now, not as good. And I think all of this can will can bring us back to uh, probably the biggest criticism of this show. And that is why she looked like that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think probably the certain TV shows to the side for one of them, I think the movies two a year was probably the sweet spot. Yeah. Everyone could two a year. That wasn't an issue to make it to that. I think the benefit of two, of year, two a year was you could also be more discerning about which characters got a movie and 
the time and effort you put into each movie. If we're being brutally honest, I still haven't seen it, but my comment isn't on the quality of the movie. I've seen a range of opinions on that, probably tending towards the negative side. But if we're being completely honest, there is no way the Eternals should have been greenlit for a movie. They are a... Do you think it'd be harsh to say a D this team? I, I don't think it's harsh. Um, I, I think it just depends. I think the Eternals are one of those ones that it's like they're they're not incredibly popular, but I, they're probably some people's favorites kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Where like, uh, I think some people do really love the Eternals. Uh, I, I think if you're into all the, if you're into more cosmic stuff, and especially if you like Superman and those kinds of characters, then you'll like the Eternals because they're very superhero-y they're very like classic superhero and they're very very powerful so if you like the like really uh cosmic and high power level stuff then you probably like the eternals but uh i don't think they're like on the uh they're certainly not on the a-list of the the teams maybe maybe for being extra sorry i think i've said brutally honest a few times now maybe for being extra brutally honest are we just past the point of the very traditional superhero team, like modern superhero teams like um, the the Guardians of the Galaxy still work and probably slightly more edgy grounded teams like the X-Men will still work. But do you think mm-hmm. we're past the traditional superhero team of like the Inhumans, the Fantastic Four, the... I think so, the, yeah. Or- like the, you know, this idea that they're kind of, they all look the same, but each one's a different color or, you know, and this one's super strong, and this one's super fast, and this one has lasers, like, that kind of very traditional. Yeah, I'm definitely not over it, but, like, I don't know. You know, the Avengers works because it's a very classic uh, layout of superhero team, but each character is interesting on their own. That's kind of the appeal of the Avengers, is that all of those characters are actually solo characters. They're not meant to be a team, you know, and that's why putting them together is like, oh... Now we actually have sort of a, a this is a bit maybe a bit ghost to call this, but like a dynamic ecosystem of characters here of how they interact. Whereas when you have yeah that real streamlined teams of like like the Eternals, it's like they're already established as a team that works together perfectly and is in perfect unison and blah blah blah. And it's like well what well, how do we watch this then and how do how does this engage me you know. Uh, it doesn't is the answer to that question. Like, I don't remember what any of them are called. I like, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now, as I said, because I didn't remember anyone's name. But the uh, the Irish actor, um, oh, Barry Ke- Barry Keegan, Keegan. Yeah. Um, him, I loved his character because he was pretty interesting and he had some backstory and that was about it. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool character. And I liked some stuff in it. I do remember enjoying it at the time, to be fair. I came out and I thought that was a fun trip to the cinema. But it's just, it's in hindsight and comparing it to these shows that come out and you're like, man, this is all amazing. The Eternals. I think when you make a a movie like that with those kinds of characters, you're relying on spectacle to to make it impressive. And it lacked in that because unless you're going to work really hard, like with a Superman story, to make it about character and to find a, a villain that is compatible and that makes him seem vulnerable unless you're going to work really hard to do that then you have to just go the opposite direction and go okay it's going to be superman undefeatable but he's going to fight 
the biggest baddest guy you know and and there's going to be planets exploding and blah 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 like man of steel i think absolutely you can criticize that ending for being very unsuperman like when he you know kills all those people but spectacle is is the winner for that you know like the end of man of steel when all this the whole city's being destroyed and blah 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 that's how to do a superman fight if you're going to go the opposite direction of what the character is meant to be then that's at least a fun thing to watch and the eternals just didn't have that so i think that's that's what does it for me i was i just thought of something there it's not really relevant <laughs> using general sod your first superman movie i was thinking about it is a bad move because every i knew lex Luthor's his main villain technically but every, i be completely honest. i think every superman villain is a step down from uh, General Zod. Like, there is yeah. no a bad on-screen version of General Zod. True. But it, it does set the precedent for when they then uh, squeeze Doomsday and the Justice League and Lex Luthor and Batman vs Superman and the death of Superman into the next movie. <laughs> that really sets the precedent for in terms of heightening. They're like, okay, we've already done Zod. That's one of the goats. So we're going to need to do everything else in this next one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. I. Sorry. I'll probably go back after this one last point about the eternal. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're in a bad situation now, where they, where they sort of thought they could cash in on the Harry Styles hype, but they've hit two big blocks where, uh, a the Eternals didn't end up being very popular, and b well, I'm it's kind of connected to any Harry Styles has probably hit his rockiest PR, yeah. uh, but. <laughs> Career so far and B, um, I honestly don't think Harry Styles is a very good actor. No, I uh, I agree. <laughs> I feel like there's, I feel like that that Star Fox character may get uh, ignored a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised, but that's yeah. you know, it's happened with other things in the MCU that we don't really come back to, or you're not sure if they're gonna come back to or not. So. You know, these things happen. It's not the end of the world. Um, yes, yes to, to bring all this back to She-Hulk, uh, what I was kind of talking about there is that I think the thing that makes this show suffer is what Marvel have and, and Disney actually as a whole uh, have been suffering from recently a lot as well. Well, not really them suffering. What their shows have been suffering from is that they're uh, just being real bad to the special effects companies and it's meaning special effects are unfinished or unpolished and just not looking as good as they could yeah. or should and this show really i don't say suffers from it massively because there's there's certain things in the show in certain moments that look absolutely perfectly fine but then there are other things where it's just you can just tell so much it's like oh that was never meant to look like that this is just there should have been weeks or months more work uh, done on that that they clearly just haven't haven't given them the the time or the budget for or whatever it is yeah yeah i know i mean it's a bit cliche to say this because yeah there's lots of stuff already on the internet about it and some of the discourse around it got very toxic but yeah yeah the, the she hulk cgi just looked ass it was it was yeah. it, it wasn't good like there's no way i mean the only sort of um caveat i can add is i thought the she she hulk better when she got her superhero gear i think mm -hmm. there was something about the cgi uh power suit that really yeah. did 
because it just it looks doesn't work. <laughs> real. But it, the, looks, the... it it sort of at certain points of it, it looks like um it looked like when you zoom in on the Sims, like the way that they <laughs> that she sort of walks around in the suit, like you could see her doing that weird glide walk at certain points as well. It's like oh yeah, yeah you, some I, things just completely seem completely unfinished, basically. Do you know what it was a bit like? You see one of those Snapchat filters where you can place like an AR thing in your room. Mm. Yeah, was... that is exactly what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I it just wasn't good. I, I yeah. <laughs> really isn't yeah. much to say about it than that. It was it wasn't good CGI. But do you um, know what? Look, you are exactly right. There isn't much more to say about it than that. But boy, do people on the internet just have a field day with the fact that like the CGI was pretty bad. Do you know what I mean? And as we're saying, yeah, it was bad. But that's it. It was just bad. And people are just like, man, lady superhero, am I right? You know, just because it's like this, the CGI looked bad. I think we've said this show is pretty good so far. Um, and that is like, it's a it's a, a shame with a show like this when like, people are going to be toxic about it and you you know the show knows itself that people are going to be toxic about this it's what half the show is about it's yeah. it really is like you can't it just goes to show you can't put a foot wrong with this because it like that is bad and we know that's bad and we can say that but if it wasn't going to be that it was going to be something else you know any any problem with this is what people are gonna cling on to and it's unfortunate that that's the case because yeah yeah, it looked bad at, at certain points, and that is unfortunate. Yeah. But it doesn't ruin all the other good stuff about it, you know. Was it? Was it you? It might not have been. It might have been someone else. I went on a massive rant about the online discourse around She-Hulk. The mm. thing is, I said, "Sorry, I'm still bitter about how the internet treated Daisy Ridley and Kate K- Kelly yeah. and from Star Wars." Yeah, no, you said that to me. Yeah, exactly true. Like, come on. Come on, internet, just relax, okay? I don't know how it's taken this long for you to find out, but ladies be actors sometimes, and I don't know how you didn't know that already, but they are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to find out this way, but ladies be acting, (laughs) women be acting, you know? And sometimes they be in superhero movies, and they be superheroes too. And you just got to... You got to learn to live with that, and I'm sorry you're so angry, internet. But that's what it is. No, it, it annoys me. So much. did a twerk, and it, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Because like, I get that thing of I'm not. I'm not saying this just because she's a woman, but like, you see, you, you notice this. Even do you know what? Even sometimes when the the it's positive comments, the mm. way people talk about sort of um, women written shows. Uh, shows with a woman lead um you see yeah i mean even even we're talking differently about because the fact we have to mention that yeah that's not our fault this is just us calling on something we've seen but like yeah. the we'll talk about it is different uh the comments they make the tone they use it's just it yeah. is different i i really think you'd have to be very ignorant to not notice it's different you know uh i, I think just, you, I mean, it just boils down really doesn't it, the sexism. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe it's more simple than actually uh, than it seems. I think it's overcomplicating something that is, at the end of the day, just quite simple and quite bad. That that's it. 
that that's the way people think about it. I think it's a real shame, but equally, maybe maybe that's maybe that's all we need to say on it is that yeah, we've seen we've seen people suck on the internet as they always have, um, and it's it's a real shame. Obviously, that's not what we're about here. Um, but yeah, if that's you on the internet, just just relax, you know, even a tiny bit, just relax a little bit, and your life will be better. I promise. So hopefully that you know. Hopefully that changes gradually uh, as as these shows come out and stuff. But um, at least Ryan, at least it was a good show. <laughs> if Ryan Reynolds had done that twerking joke, you would have given the man an Oscar. That is true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No hate to Ryan Reynolds. Though. All love. No. All love. Obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah. Probably if Deadpool had done it. Oh yeah, that would have been hilarious, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes, sorry, yeah, no, you're right. It's, there's no point just dancing around, as you say. It's just sexism. Yeah. There's yeah. still a large element of um, men within society um, that have an issue with women, and mm-hmm. that's the sad truth of it. And we're not going to solve it in one podcast, but I think it's the least worth talking about. Yeah. my The only issue I have with women is talking to them. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I love the idea that there's like some some guys are have watched She Hulk and they're like, they can't even they probably can't actually address the fact that the villains of the show are them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that that's literally what the show is about, and they're like, man, man, those guys are so mean, and then they like go online to just troll about She Hulk as well. Is I. Because I know for a fact that that blindness exists, that those guys and they can't even read that. Like, understand that that is them. This is this is you. Um, I I almost wonder in a way is by like essentially putting them in the show. Like I know it definitely um mock, uh, makes a mockery of them and shows how ridiculous they are. But I I almost mm-hmm. wonder is it worth worth giving them oxygen? Yeah, I suppose that's always a kind of question with this this kind of thing, isn't it? It's like do you ignore it or try to try to make a point? I, I think I imagine that's a, a difficult choice to make, but you know, it's a uh, respect, respect them for doing it at least, you know, and, and uh, not like not gently dipping their toes in. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the sort of thing you have to decide to do or not do. Um, and not just be like, here's a little joke about it. The fact that they were like, no, these guys are the bad guys and actually committing to that. I think it's kind of cool as well. Um, to be like, hey, this the way that you guys act on the internet is bad. Actually, it's bad that you do that, uh, and actually just address that. I think is kind of um, you have to respect that at least in some way. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely like a question. There's a question there, and I don't think we're gonna solve it today. Yeah. Uh, but overall, just to to go back to our general thoughts, freaking love this show. Uh pretty much all the characters i would like to see come back um i know we're gonna get all these characters again like so i'll definitely definitely down for a season two uh love seeing daredevil back sorry never really addressed that hell yes legend absolutely love it didn't like the yellow suit but you know what i didn't mind it also i didn't think i would like if i warmed to the yellow suit Mm. um no i didn't i didn't like it but 
yeah, definitely, it wasn't like the worst thing ever. You know, I just uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with the old suit, but that's okay. Mm. Yeah, just I, love to see Matt Murdock being an absolute dog. What a legend! Yeah. Uh, because that that is like from the comics. It, he just he gets around that guy, and I yeah. like that. I like that they're just just having fun. Just two legals, you know, doing yeah, that, I, doing that, uh, doing that work, doing that paralegal work. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I liked that. Obviously, there's a different bit of difference in tone between the Netflix Marvel universe and the Disney Marvel universe, especially uh, the the tone of this show because it apart from the serious issues it dealt with, it did tend to run quite light. I yeah. liked that Daredevil was written in a way where he still felt like it was a continuation of the old character, but he didn't feel out of place in this one, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought his, the dialogue, that's where I thought the dialogue really shone, was the interactions between Jen and Daredevil, you know? When I was talking about I thought the quality of the comedy was almost completely dependent on who she was bouncing off of. Yeah, yeah. Because those scenes, those scenes are like just just perfect. They like they move at a clip and it's like, yeah, not not a moment of dialogue wasted. They bounce off each other so well. I think those even those like short scenes where they're interacting are like the highlights of the season, probably. Yeah. And that's do you know what? That's actually credit to the actors. That's um chemistry that I think, you know. You just don't get even two really good actors. You just might not get it sometimes. As I think yeah. MCU especially, that's some of the best chemistry between two actors across the entire duration. So that's all. For that sure. Was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it also that's that is also more true to the the character of Daredevil in the comics. Like Daredevil isn't always forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Just going through the absolute hell of his life. Like Daredevil is also meant to, you know be able to swing around the city with Spider-Man and, like, uh, have fun sometimes, you know? As with all these characters, like, they're not they're not that one. No, I'm saying this as someone who loved the, the Netflix Daredevil show, but it was very serious, and that's just because that was the tone of the show. But it's nice to be like, yeah, this guy's life doesn't suck all the time, you know, <laughs> because he deserves it. I he deserves I... A, a good, uh, a nice, fun, you know, trip to trip to L.A. every once in a while. I like that. I want fun Luke Cage and Iron Fist team up. Are they? Yeah. Are, are they not like two of the funniest one when they're together? Are they not like two of the funniest characters in comics? Yeah, I think so because I think they kind of like they are like best friends who who kind of hate each other. I think is the idea. Like both of them can't really stand each other in terms of like how the other one gets on, so they kind of mostly just roast each other. But through circumstances, have become kind of best friends, and that's. That's a great dynamic for uh, two characters, I think. Two characters who just roast each other like they hate each other, but they don't. They're best friends. That's, yeah. all, that's always fun. I just uh, really want nothing but the best for all those ones from the, def- from the Defender shows because they were all so good as their characters. Yeah. I, I feel like maybe you heard something about your coming back. I hope it's true. I really want Kristen Ritter back as um, Je- Jessica Jones. I honestly think Jessica Jones series one was possibly the best of all the Defender shows. It's it's way up there. Like I'm, I mean, I'm a massive Daredevil fan. I think uh, all three of those seasons are great. I, I I don't know which one you would pick, but um, I think it's the best across the board. But you're right, season one of Jessica Jones as a standalone season is is quite possibly the best of, of all of those. Um, but, credit for that. Yeah, I think yeah, 
Purple Man was probably the best villain. I love well, sorry, second best. I'm not gonna put him above Kingpin. I sort of realized that. I was like, mm. he was really. I can't put him above Kingpin. I think. Yeah. It's cliche to talk about how good Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is, but I mean, it's true. He was, yeah. he was so good. But Purple Man was just below him. I'm like, that's if you can make a character called Purple Man that good. You both have excellent writers and an excellent actor. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, I, as you said, yeah, want nothing but the best for those Netflix shows uh, characters. I would, there's, there's no one from those shows that I wouldn't happily see come back, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know how much they'll go. Obviously, like, bringing Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox back was like, there would have been outrage if they brought Kingpin or Daredevil into the MCU and recast those characters. I don't think there would be that much backlash if they recast, uh, you know, a Luke Cage or an Iron Fist. But I certainly don't, I don't see the need to do that, you know? So I, I say, why not just keep the same actors? People will probably be, I imagine more people will be happy to see them return than will be happy to see them go, you know? So uh, I, I, I think uh, basically from what I can tell, it seems to be the actors' rules again if they want them as, as long as they're, planning on coming back because I read some of the casting information for um Daredevil. Is it like Daredevil into the light or something? Um, Dared, the new show, um Born Again, something about that. Rise again. I don't know. Into the light is a Daredevil story, right? And I'm not making that up just it sounds like one. It certainly sounds like it would be. Not important. Um, but yeah, uh Foggy, uh I can't remember his actor, Foggy's actors back. Um on the other hand, I can't remember Deb Randall's character name, but she's back. <laughs> her character, uh, so yeah, I, I Karen is her character called Karen. Yeah, maybe I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched Daredevil. The only one I think they might change is they might recast. Her guy sort of got stitched up by the role, but I think they might recast um, Iron Fist within uh, with an East Asian actor. I, I yeah. Think of all the criticism that got by sort of like you know the same way the ancient one down well to be fair iron fist was never um an east asian character but like you know how like the ancient one got cast with tilda swinton i think the yeah. whole thing, sort of the western interpretations of like asian mysticism mm. it surprised me if they did recast if they bring them back if they did recast iron fist with an east asian actor sort of to try and not to play into unfortunate cultural stereotypes as much. Yeah, as, I think that, that would make sense. That's not um, the actor's fault, I think. As I said, no, no, not at all. Writing a bit. Yeah, and also, like, that is, you know, that's just lifting it directly from the comics. But again, it's sort of, I think you do need to, you need to have, like, a bit of a second thought when you lift these comic book characters that are, they do go back, <laughs> do it back to maybe a, a less, um, or a, a more insensitive time culturally. So, I think it's uh, it's fair enough to look at those and be like, maybe we do this slightly differently, you know? I think that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's what that's that's about all we have to say on She-Hulk. Do you want to wrap up with any more thoughts? Um, yeah, well, I'll just say what well, main things I like sort of in the list. I like the writing. I like the characters. I like the overall story. I I really, in terms of my two favorite side characters, I really, really liked Abomination. I, yeah, I me stole every scene, and I really liked Pug. <laughs> um, yeah, 
things that weren't good the first episode was in hindsight awful uh, i sort of didn't think about it that much because i was drunk when i watched it it was awful um some scenes flagged a bit when it was the character interplay didn't work um and yeah cgi wasn't great um probably felt like the show carried uh, I, I feel like when it had to play into the MCU as a whole, that's when it got worse. Um, ending episode didn't really land for me personally. Uh, I, I still find it funny. I just, I don't think it landed for me, but um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good series. And I think it achieved its goal of being the first Marvel sitcom. Uh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah, absolutely. The the sitcom format absolutely worked for me. That was kind of one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, as you said, a massive shout out to the abomination in this because that was just that that it was like a scene stiller. Yeah, everything he was in was just great. Um, but yeah, I think um the the sort of the writing and the characters kind of carry this show in terms of what is maybe a bit lackluster in terms of the the quality of of special effects and maybe um certain as you say some of the character interactions that were poor i think they're it's carried by the then really really great character interactions we have on the other side of that and by um really solid writing you know and and it kind of moving so quickly uh those things are all really really great and i'm definitely happy to see another season of this would you watch another season of this look yes um yeah yeah i would yeah i suppose with the mcu you've got kind of another season or how this character is going to move forward in the in the future of the universe because they can show up in any number of things you know and different characters appearing in different ways so uh yeah i'm sure we'll this is not going to be the last time we see this but yeah i would definitely watch more of this i like it's still standalone enough to me that like this could carry on as its own show season after season kind of thing if it wanted to but sure we'll see we'll see how it ends up i enjoyed it yeah, I would, I would offer the caveat when I say I want another series. I want it to stay as its own thing. Mm. I, I I think it would juxtapose... I'm not even going to try that word again. Everyone knew what I meant. Um, <laughs> I think it wouldn't play well against the MCU as a whole. So if I, I don't wouldn't be particularly interested in this Hulk family stuff. No. Um, but yeah, if it sort of stays its own thing with the sitcom format... And the characters who are there, who I thought were very entertaining. Because she all kind of, apart from like, sort of, characters more come into her universe in the comics. Do you think that would be accurate to say? I think if it's. Yeah, stays- I think so. It's just, it's just a bit of like an almost an Archie esque character. Yeah. I think as long as it stays like that, it, I think it could only get better. Yeah, I agree. Well, we talked about that for a long, long time there. Look, um, have you been seeing anything else kind of over this last week or so? We'll we'll talk a little bit quickly if we've been seeing anything else uh, over our break. I can't think of anything else big that's come out, but um, anything else you want to talk about particularly? Well, what I watched recently, I really liked is, well, I might as well do it in the form. Have you seen Scream? I have not seen Scream. You were talking about this to me, though. Yeah, I mentioned this before. You're the same. Not a big horror movie guy, really. Um, don't mind the occasional one, mostly not my thing. Anywho, um, so as part of my work, um, we have to like organize social events 
Um, one of them was a movie night and it was Halloween, so we needed to pick a horror movie. Um, I kind of guided the tiller a bit where I didn't want to like be overbearing and pick something non-horror but Halloweeny so I could watch. I didn't try and push forward through like Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So like other we were sort of uh, spitballed at me and the other ones who were organizing it and Halloween was suggested. I instantly had to move it away from that because I, <laughs> I'm not too big or too proud to admit Michael Myers majorly gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know you want horror movies to be scary, but I would not be able to sit through Halloween. Absolutely not in a million years. No. So I had heard before that Scream wasn't really too scary and was actually very funny. I have to say, it did not disappoint whatsoever. It is so, so good. The, nice. the, the scariest part's actually the first bit. I'm sure most people have watched that's where the whole, like, do you like scary movies uh, thing? Yeah. That's honestly the scariest part of the movie. If you can get through that, you're fine. I mean, uh, it, it's maybe just, like, jump scares more than anything else, but I feel like you could sort of tell when they were coming quite well. Mm-hmm. It, it's all... It's like it's a horror movie where most of the characters are actually quite smart for a change. They do. Oh Sydney. yeah, that is like good. Sydney, the main character, like has like three or four encounters with the with um, Ghostface and survives. Uh, then by by using her brain, which is really yeah. rather than getting lucky, like some other main characters in horror movies. And you see, when people say it's funny, like I've even heard people go as far as describing it as a dark comedy. They're not wrong. I think you would get this more watching it with other people rather than on your own because it's more like sight gags rather than the characters saying funny stuff. It is so, so funny. It is really, really funny. Uh, I, I like the last half hour. I think it was almost non-stop laughter. Like, you know how usually the last half hour of a horror movie, especially a slasher movie, is, like, intense and you're, like, constipating yourself? Yeah, like, dead silence, kind of waiting for the the scares, yeah. Oh, my God. The last half hour of Scream is so funny. (laughs) Is uh, Honestly, I think this is one of the horror movies I'd recommend to people who don't like horror movies. It is just so good. I... I knew people really liked it and described it as subverting the genre. So, uh, it, it, you know how the key to a great parody, it's not a parody, but you know how the key to a great parody or spoof is that it takes the piss out of the genre and subverts it. Yeah. But can sort of function as a good example of that genre or as like a, a, as a homage to the genre, like Austin Powers is a great spoof of spy movies, but it's yeah. a good spy movie and it lo- you can tell the people who made it love James Bond and stuff. Yeah, Street yeah. Thing, you know, because it's by Wes Craven who you know made Nightmare on Elm Street. It's yes, it subverts the genre and kind of makes fun of it. Well, actually, it doesn't kind of it does make fun of the horror movie genre, but like it's done by people who love horror movies. Yeah, yeah. It's not too proud to admit that it is part of the very genre that it's making fun of. You yeah. know, it's not like it's not do it's not pretentious, which I think is good because a parody has to be fun and funny, and you don't get that if you're being pretentious. So it kind of it, you have to, as you say, to make a good parody, you have to at least in some way be part of the the genre that you're mimicking. Um, 
that's that sounds good though and definitely as someone else who is not a, a horror movie fan that um that's a great one to watch it's always good to have something that you can pull out if if that's kind of if that is the movie people want to watch or if if it is halloween and, and people want to watch something scary to be able to go like yeah well we could watch this <laughs> so that you're not uh you don't get trapped into watching something something really horrifying that you don't want to see so it's uh always good to have that in the back pocket but yeah thank you for the recommendation it does sound like i would like it it does sound like my kind of thing um as much as i'm not a big scary movie guy cabin in the woods is good but cabin in the woods actually i would say scarier than mm. scream. Uh, cabin in the woods isn't necessarily a parody of the genre but it's very clever and it's very subversive you know if you can yeah. make a few jump scares cabin in the woods is like that as well Cabin in the yeah Woods. i've heard i've heard that about like cabin in the woods that it is kind of different and i'm like i know kind of some of the plot points and stuff and it sounds really interesting actually yeah it's it's worth it as well but uh it, it, i mean i'm easily scared and i personally didn't find scream that scary so perfect for me personally you can probably make your way through it don't apart from the first scene the first scene is genuinely pretty <laughs> but that's it if you can get through the first scene you'll be fine well sure i can I'll, I'll fire it on with everyone and then i'll be like oh i'll, I'll run and grab snacks well the first scene's on <laughs> and then i can make it back in time i've definitely seen that first scene before though anyway like um i mean it is really well done and i'm just yeah, saying there is it's very still famous fun. yeah and it, it's actually still funny because like that's why I'm saying watching the grip because I feel like when you're on your own, jump scares are really unpleasant. But I feel like in a grip, if a jump scare gets everyone really good, it's really mm. funny. Yeah, like true. My, my favorite of all times in an episode of Luther. I'll, I'll not be more specific in case someone watches Luther because I wanted to get them because it's really good. But at one point, <laughs> someone threw in through a ceiling. It's so. I, I was watching it with like my family. It got everyone so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is always good when just ev- everyone has that same just uh, reaction. Whether it's yeah, a jump scare or like when some anything unexpected happens in in anything, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's just such a great reaction of like, uh, yeah. Everyone just when everyone has the exact same reaction is so funny. Ah, uh, excellent. Well, that sounds like a good one. Look. Um, I think that's going to do us for, for this week. We actually, we had a very long conversation about the months of the year and then <laughs> quite a long conversation about She-Hulk. So uh, yeah, I, think, we, I think we'll wrap up. Our weekly tech crap. Of- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we can sort of justify it because we're not the sort of people who like, well, apart from me and the Eternals, I will, I will watch it eventually so I can justify doing it. I, we do watch all of it. So like we... we I feel like that gives us a bit more of a right to sort of like criticize it rather than the people you get on the internet who are just like us superhero films are bad and think they're like Einstein for saying that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we're not, we don't really criticize uh, as a blanket term, you know, again, yeah, as you say, we've seen all this stuff. And so we, we dive into what we specifically like and specifically dislike it, but it's mostly it's it's because we like it is why we do it because it hurts us more when these things are bad. If you don't like superhero movies, it makes no difference to you when a superhero movie sucks, but we love them. So when one comes out and it's bad, it's like, ah, I wanted to love, like if the Eternals were your favorite character or characters and 
that movie comes out and it's bad that sucks for you because then like probably they're not going to make another one you know and it's like oh well now yeah. what do i do you know yeah. like that's that's such a shame you so, are, I... uh, that's that's why that's why it is our job as you know superheroes in our own right to fight for justice in the uh in the pop culture and media of the world you know yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not trying i'm not gonna restart us all again and all of that but the last thing i'd say because you just thought of it is you know how you can talk about something being greater than the sum of its parts yeah or uh, like the individual components maybe aren't all that good but the overall picture it forms is really good i actually say the mcu currently is the opposite where the individual parts feel really good some of them like uh you know Moon Knight was excellent. She-Hulk was pretty good. Hawkeye was brilliant. Uh, yeah. But the whole picture isn't quite fitting together at the moment. I think that's that definitely sounds true. I think that, yeah, that that actually, that definitely reads as true to me. And you know what? That's probably the perfect thought to end on, actually. Look, so that is, that's where we're going to leave you with our, our current thoughts on superhero movies. But it's an ever-changing thing. So we'll we'll be coming back to this, you know, as, as more things come out. Um. But thank you very much for listening. This has been the Crack and Banter podcast. I've been Reese. He's been Luke. If you like the show, please give us a like and a follow on your podcasting app. If you want to get in contact with the show, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We have a subreddit. You can go there. If you want to send an email to us, you can send that to crackandbanterpod at gmail.com. Ask us questions, give us recommendations, and we will get around to it. But thank you very much for listening. Luke, could you close the site, please? Yes. Thank you for listening. I've been... Look, he's been Reese, and what I want to know is, well, there's been a She-Hulk, so when is there going to be a He-Hulk? <laughs> See you next week. Oh.